So the longer you are in prison, the more money they make on you. That's right. Even in the school. And this is crazy. A lot of people don't know this. So parents, I want you to think about this. There's something what what they call uh, FTE, which is full term or full time enrollment. At the beginning of the semester in schools that have more problems, Mm -hmm. it is difficult to suspend a student. At the beginning of the semester. At the beginning of the semester. When, when in schools that have more problems, right. meaning overall. Yeah, overall. Road, right. It's more difficult to suspend a student. Right, because they, they need that body in the school oh. because they get funding. The funding, the funding. Yeah, now, yeah, after, yeah. after FT, FTE is over, over, oh, they'll send you home for sneezing in the class. Got you. Because got you. they already got their numbers. They got the funding. And then next semester, it comes around again. Beginning of the semester up to a certain point, alternative instruction. They're not suspending you. Right. They'll put you in in-house. Why? In-house. Because you're still a, in the school. A body. You're still a body. So, Dr. Calhoun. Yes, sir. All right. So, we always start the show with one question because we're here to turn <laughs> tribulations into celebrations and let people know that we've all been through some stuff and it's okay. But what is the one challenge in life you've had to overcome? But more importantly, how did you overcome it? Oh, man, that's easy. Um, 2005, I was arrested. Get out. So I'm this famous teacher, doing well. Students love me. School loves me. What level? High school. High school, okay. A lot of people don't know this. I was arrested. So imagine you missed everything at the school, but then they come get you out of class. Get out. They came and got me out of class and asked me to report to the county jail. So when they came and got you, you mean not plain clothes, not inconspicuous, police dress, everything? Actually, the principal came, knocked on the door. Got you. That's when he told me I needed to report to this location, and the detectives got me. Okay. The most important part of the question is, how would you overcome it? That was difficult. It got to a point when I said, you know what? Enough is enough. Depression, uh, you thinking about worst case scenario, mm. what if this happens? Because, you know, I'm I'm from the hood, but I ain't no hood dude. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. I've always been educated. My family raised me to, to focus on education. So I didn't leave the house. My best friend used to go to the grocery store for me because I was too ashamed to be out in public. Thinking that somebody may know me. Thinking that somebody would know. Uh, I had helicopters flying over the house. Um, because of this? Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. news media? News media. Get out. Yeah. They asked me to appear on Fox, and my attorney was like, oh, no, that's, that's headhunting. Oh, so man. it got to a point where you say enough is enough. Right. And that was my first introduction to personal growth and self-development with the movie The Secret. The Law of Attraction. Y'all know how we do on the show, man. We're going to start at the end and work our way Backwards, it's a great day to change lives. It's a great day to change lives. I got Dr. Calhoun in the building. Been knowing this man a long time. I'm super long excited time. about this video. And that, believe it or not, man, that's why I love doing this podcast because it's a lot of stuff we don't really know about each other. Right. And a lot right. of the guests will sit down, and when you ask him that question, it makes him kind of go back to a dark space, but you're sitting here for a reason, which means, hey, we got through it. And I yeah. want everybody to understand that, man. You're going to go through some stuff in life, but this podcast and this show is about taking people on that journey and then offering solutions in the end. So let's start at the end. 
that's the beginning of that particular chapter. But let's start at the end. What you doing now? So everybody know where we at today. <laughs> you, know? you know, I do a lot of things. I've been building websites at a high level for 21 years okay. and had a chance to work with who's who in terms of entrepreneurship and big business. And during that time, I realized that a lot of people with skills, with expertise, they're not capitalizing on exactly who they are and what they can do. So right now, and we're just launching, we were talking about it earlier, yeah. I'm launching the Membership Mastery Academy. And what that is, is an online academy where I help seasoned entrepreneurs of color okay. amplify their impact and their income by launching a profitable membership. Nice. Okay, so for, now for people that don't know, we're going to get into the of color in a minute because yep. I think we're underserved, you yep. know. But um, who is this for? Like, who's the ideal client? What would they use it for? All right, if you have this, I can help you do what? Ideal client is uh, an individual who has been in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship a while. Profitable, not just starting out. Okay. Not saying we won't help the individual that's just starting out, but okay. this is for the seasoned entrepreneur. But what we do is... Let's say you have a, a product service coaching program and you want to serve more people at the same time. That's the ideal client. So we'll work with them. We'll either help them gain clarity because some people have a membership. They should just have a course. Some people have a course. They've outgrown the course. Their people are asking them, how can I work with you more? They need a membership. They need a membership. Okay. So we help them gain clarity. We provide a framework, which is, believe it or not, something I learned from you okay. a long time ago. <laughs> okay. We give them the framework to get started, and we help them not only build out, but grow their membership site. And um, I'm assuming it's something that that clients, your clients, clients and customers are going to come back to. Is Absolutely. It, is, it, is it a monthly? Is it Absolutely. a continuity? Yeah. So the purpose of the membership site, I can't work with everybody one-on-one, mm -hmm. but this gives me a chance to serve more people and to bring on experts in different areas. So once a month, I'll have a different expert. Okay. in a different area that will not only pour into the community, but also they get to ask them questions live, which okay. is something they may not have access to. Because, you know, a lot of people, you can't buy their time. No, you can't. No, it's just it's <laughs> <laughs> And if you keep this program going, you're about to be like that. <laughs> so, right, right, you right. know, we want to serve those individuals who may not have the budget to hire that expert, but because they're part of that community, they'll have access to that expert because I have expert, to access expert. to that expert. Okay, so give me an example. Let's say um, you are a CPA. You have a successful business, but you know you're trading your time for dollars right now. Right, I'm your client. Right. Okay. I want to know, or you want to know as the CPA, how can I serve my community? How can I serve my clients on a larger scale without giving up more of my time? In that case, you may not know it, but you may need to start a continuity program. Okay. And because you've never done it, you don't know what to do. Exactly. That's where we come in. Come not in. only do I have the expertise in helping you launch that, but I may have another CPA who has done what it is that you want to do on one of our live Q&As. So not only are you hearing from somebody who's done what you want to do, you get to ask them questions. Got you. And you know what I love about it, man? These days... It seems like it's collaboration over competition. Absolutely. And, and, and Doc, when do you think that shift kind of happened? Like, back in the day when I was coming up, man, you had to be the biggest, the baddest, the best. You weren't giving nobody no love. You weren't giving nobody no shout-outs. 
I love the fact that we sit here now, and I, I've always been like that. And it screwed me a few times. You have, you have. But I've yep. always been like that, man. Where I give people love, I give people shout outs, I refer people, I because re- there's plenty of money to go around. Absolutely. When Absolutely. have you noticed this shift in collaboration over uh, over over competition? I love it. I think it happened with the the blow up of social media. Yep. Because people realize now, I don't have the influence, I don't have the following. Right. But Brian does. So let me collaborate with Brian, pay him for access to his audience, and on the back end, I can give Brian some of the profits because he brought me traffic that otherwise I wouldn't have had. Win-win situation. Win-win situation. Basically, basically the internet, yeah, more importantly, social media yep. did, did it, man. And you've been ed- in education how long? This is Dr. Calhoun, by the way. <laughs> Dr. Calhoun. Where'd you get your doctorate in? I have a PhD in higher education leadership. Come on, man. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I education leadership. I got so many questions to ask you, man. First of all, let's, let's go there. And then I'm going to remind myself. I got a couple of questions here. Let me remind myself after we go there to ask you how you've seen education transform over the years. From, 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 from uh, I want to talk about the prison. to uh, Oh, wow. Uh-oh. What is it? The prison to... Prison to... The school to prison pipeline. Prison pipeline. Or the prison oh, industrial complex. Prison industrial complex. I want to talk about that, but... Let's talk about your degree first. Yep. What does that actually mean? A PhD in what? What does that mean? So what it is, is a doctor of philosophy okay. in education with a specific concentration in higher education. Within that, <laughs> I have a micro niche in support services that promote the persistence of African-American males at two-year institutions. In English... <laughs> Come down to come down to his undergrad. Right. My research says that these particular institutions exist outside of the bell curve. So the bell curve, in case you don't know, group everybody. Right, right, right. And there's things what we call outliers that are outside of the bell curve that don't fall into the norm. For most of us, black men, African American males, whatever you want to call it. One in six of us graduate from a two-year institution in three years. Really? Yeah. Is it because of this grouping of the bell curve that they kind of put us in? Well, what I researched was finding institutions that did not fit that norm, that were graduating African-American males at a higher rate than the norm. So I researched what they were doing. And I already knew it, but I didn't have the credentials to say that I knew it. Got you. They offer a different environment. Those schools. Those schools. Because what we realize, and anybody who's successful will know this, your environment is more powerful than your willpower. Absolutely. You can't can't shake it. If you hang around four crackheads, it's only a matter of time before you're the fifth one. That's right. So we got to put those individuals in a different environment. And if you can't do it physically, you have to do it mentally. So these institutions that I researched provided resources that most schools didn't. So they brought these young men out of their environment, whether it be home, whether it be uh, their family, whether it be the school, and they provided mentorship programs. So a two-year degree became a two-year degree. A two-year degree became a two-year degree. Not three. Not three. Or four in some cases. So give, give me an example, Doc. Like, like what, what two or three things were they doing? Because you had to write your whole, you had to, your yeah. whole thesis was on this. Yeah. What, what two or three things can, can catapult me from a three-year degree to a two-year degree just because of switching up one, two, three? First of all, mentorship. So 
In life, you learn one or two ways, either through experiences or through mentors. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mentors are the cheat code. Mm -hmm. So the mentors are basically helping these young men navigate this process. Think about it. You and I are both from similar backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And you say all the time, you grew up on both sides of the fence. This is a fact. Grew up on both sides of the track. So in this case, if a young man is on, doesn't matter which side, we'll say the wrong side of the track. They don't have experience navigating the right side of the track. Correct. So the mentor can be that bridge. Correct. Hey, I understand what you're going through. I've been through it. Let me show you how to navigate this process that you aren't familiar with. So these institutions that had these success stories had programs in place to help these young men navigate the higher education process, job process, financial aid, gotcha. all of the things gotcha. that prevent a lot of us, people who look like me and you, from succeeding in higher education. Now, this, this is a crazy question, but I've always wanted to know this, and I'm going to go ahead and ask it live. When you get your PhD, you have to write this thesis, right? You have to write a dissertation. A dissertation. Right. A dissertation. And is this something that you come up with on your own, like, I want to prove or disprove this? Or is that given to you? No, it's not given to you. Okay. So how the process works, you have to identify the gaps. It's just like entrepreneurship. Okay. <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, you have to find a gap in the marketplace. So as a PhD candidate, you have to find a gap in academia. What is it not being addressed within all of this body of information that we have? And how can I contribute to it? You never solve it. All you want to do is add to the body of information that already exists from a perspective that may not have been considered. Now, when you say you never solve it, do you mean like that's not that's not your goal to solve Your goal is not, not to, solve. to solve it. But I'm, I'm going to say we got here somehow. So somewhere, some research and some papers and some doctorates and some PhDs got together and got this the curriculum we got today. Yep. So it's not your goal is not to solve it. Your goal is not to solve it. But if you become the reference, what if you what if your paper becomes the go to? What is that called? Well, like? mine has become a go-to. Okay. But the problem is too big to solve. So what you want to do is provide solutions along the way. We'll, we'll never solve It's just like the wealth gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I would never solve it. Right, right, I got you. But, but we can provide continue. strategies to help this person shorten their wealth gap, to help this person I like shorten their work, wealth gap. gap. So let's talk about... Um, We'll go to the internet again later. Absolutely. Let's talk about this old school education. We talked about collaboration versus competition uh -huh, earlier. Uh -huh. I've always heard that there is research that shows if they can figure out in the third grade, is it? Second. Second grade. Test scores. Based on my test score. Yep. Whether or not you're going to prison. Yep. Is that a thesis that somebody wrote? Or, I mean, what is it called? Dissertation? Or is that is that a fact? So, fact is relative. <laughs> Here we go. I love you. It. know how I do a statistic. Facts are relative, right? Facts okay. are relative. Okay. It has some relevance. It has some relevance. Okay. Um, so, how, it, how the saying goes is they determine where and how many prisons to build based on second or third grade test scores. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. That's nuts. Yeah, and I've done research that. I don't want to say proves, <laughs> but that highlights with your words. <laughs> that highlights the validity in that statement. So, it is, so in your in your estimation, it has more validity than not. Yes. Okay. Guys. Yes.
Now, what, what are they looking at? What, how do they know I'm going to prison? Well, well, first of all, you have to understand standardized test scores. So I've always been like a rebel in education. Right. Yeah, you, certain, you need more like it. Certain people didn't like me because I sided with students, not teach. It's long story. But the curriculum that we teach our schools, our students today in schools, has not changed since you and I in school. And that's years. <laughs> <laughs> And the sad and part, 30 years. we are teaching our students how to survive in a society that no longer exists. And why can't we just change? Oh, I guess the same thing you just said. Because like trying to... the goal of education is not to educate our students. Our goal of education is to um, create worker bees for the economy. I hate to interrupt, but we got to take a break. I gotta pay some bills. This segment was sponsored by the Instincts Training Series. Do you guys know you are the highest form of intelligence watching this video? That means you're a human being. Well, God created other animals as well. There are millions of other species, and I teach you how to tap into your instincts by using what God gave them and their survival mechanisms so you can reach your full potential. Do me a big favor. Visit brianenbing.com. That's Brian nbean.com for a glimpse and a free keynote into our instincts training series and i'll see you guys on the other side now enjoy the rest of the episode so why would they teach what you teach exactly why would yeah. they teach what i teach right right we wouldn't be a benefit to the system right that's right that's right because we would go out and do our own thing radicalize it exactly okay so help me out with the second grade third grade so i know prisons are now privatized and, they, and when I was in real estate, you had two kinds of houses, right? When I used to work at the bank in mm -hmm. real estate. Specs and pre-sales. Nothing changed. A person either knows what they want, and it's a pre-sale, or a builder's going to build it on what's called spec, and then hope somebody buys it. Right, right. Prisons are now being built on spec. spec. That yeah. means we're going to fill it. I mean, we're going to build it, and it, it, don't worry about it. We'll fill it. So think about it. And I want you to really think about this. <laughs> if the goal of a prison was to reform people... Why would you hold somebody so long on death row? Just the money. If they are convicted and condemned to die, why would you let them fester for 20 years before killing them? Kill them. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. So is that rhetorical? I mean, I want is you to it, think about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it all trace back to economics. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So the longer you are in prison, the more money they make on you. That's right. Even in the school. And this is crazy. A lot of people don't know this. So parents, I want you to think about this. Please. There's something what, you, what they call uh, FTE, which is full-term or full-time enrollment. At the beginning of the semester, in schools that have more problems, mm -hmm. it is difficult to suspend a student. At the beginning of the semester? At the beginning of the semester. When, when in schools that have more problems, right. meaning overall. Yeah, overall. Right. It's more difficult to suspend a student. Right, because they, they need that body in the school oh, because they get funding. They're funding, they're funding. Yeah, now, yeah, after, yeah. after FTE FT is over, oh, oh they'll send you home for sneezing in the class. Got you. Because got you. they already got their numbers. They got the funding. And then next semester, it comes around again. Beginning of the semester up to a certain point, alternative instruction. They're not suspending you. Right. They'll put you in in-house. Why? In because you're still a, in the school. A body. You're still a body. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. So with COVID, we all know we can do the distance learning and, and this. 
is everybody rushing back to the classrooms because government, is it a money thing why teachers are at risk, students are at risk? Why are we rushing back to the classroom when we can just do this virtual thing until this thing die down? Why are we putting everybody at risk? Is it funding? You're because right. I have been out so long, I don't want to speak on something I may not be qualified to speak on. Okay, recent. But I think everything has to do with money. I mean, <laughs> think about this. When we were in school, if it snowed and it wasn't during the snow day, we had to make that day up. That's right, yeah. How much sense did that make? Do you actually think that your child is going to get more education by spending an extra day in school? Extra day in school. Yeah, we missed them two days, so we got to get these two days. Why do they start school on a Thursday? <laughs> oh, Lord, Doc, I just got an undergrad. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's been a while for me, too. I, would, I should know this. because The whole system doesn't make sense. School on a Thursday. It, the whole system doesn't make sense because it's not driven for students to become better individuals is driven by economics. economics. Why is the governor over education? <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. If, if somebody has not taught, why are they running education? Why are brokers broke? Why do we park in the driveway and drive on the park? That's, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, why do hospital administrators run hospitals instead of doctors? Right. Yeah. Every, everything revolves around capitalism. And you know it. You teach capitalism All day and have been for years. You know yeah. how the system works. Yeah, yeah. I need you to get another another PhD, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> so, look. Sorry, so let's get into this. Okay, real quick. What is showing up on my test scores? Is it just that it's too low? So they figure if I'm not passing this standardized test, I'm going to prison. Or is there certain things they're looking for that says he, he's in danger of going to prison? Do we know exactly what the whole second grade thing or is it just statistics over time? Well, again, you know, I'm the radical educator. If you look at school systems like in Atlanta, like a Detroit, well, those school systems are made up of people who look like me and you. Right. The curriculum was never designed to accommodate me and you. If you think about the majority of prisons and the population, they look like me and you or somebody of color. Right. Well. If they're using second and third grade test scores to determine if they're building prisons and the curriculum was not designed to accommodate you and me, chances are we won't do as well on that test as other populations. Which means our opportunities are limited, which means there's a chance we can go to short route. Exactly. Which means we're going to try to cut a corner, which means exactly. we end up filling prisons. So education has never been about um, ability. It's always been about access. And most people who look like you and me don't have the same access as other populations. So this is probably my worst segue ever. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about jail and prison. And we're talking about jail and prison. And you got a story to tell. And here I am, an educator, talking about jail and prison, and I went to jail. Man, what <laughs> in the world happened? <clears throat> wrong place, wrong time. And this is what I realize now when it comes to that personal growth and self-development. Everything starts with how you think. Yes, sir. So I was thinking the wrong things, doing the wrong things. Not illegal, but wrong place, wrong time. In a, in a situation where I knew I shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't do what they said, but I was there. And it, it came back to bite me. And the principal says we need to see you. Yep. Um, you... I must, I'm just going to say, for lack of a better word, turn yourself in. You go, I turn you go, myself you in. You go down right. and read the charges or whatever. Well, no. When I turned myself in, the detectives took me into the interrogation room. Really? And this is what I did not know then that I know now. Educate them. 
unless you are charged, go home. Period. You ain't got to say Period. nothing. You ain't got to say nothing. Right, right. Unless they charge you and are putting you, don't say nothing. They just want information. They just want information. You're part of something. And everything that you say <laughs> can and will can and will be held against you. Really? Yes. And detectives are trained in this stuff. Yeah, they are. So they, you ever seen New Jackson? I mean, uh, Minister Society? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. So you said at 1230. <laughs> You do know. You, right. Right. So well, last time, you one thirty. Right. Especially if you're lying and you can't remember. Right. Yeah. Or you scared. Well, you scared. You've yeah. never been in that situation? Yeah. Like, dude who've been in there, they, can I go now? <laughs> but people ain't never been people in People ain't never they been think, in there? You actually think you're helping by Exactly. Yeah. 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 Don't say anything without an attorney present. So did, 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 did you get your job back once you got exonerated? So I left... Um, teaching public school okay. and I did something I always wanted to do okay. which is teach college okay got you good. so I went on to teach college won a couple of professor of the year awards nice what's crazy <laughs> my principal didn't like me one particular principal didn't like me I remember he told me at one point why don't I just conform like the rest of the teachers? Oh, wow. Yeah. This right? Before you went to college. You knew then this wasn't the place. This yeah. Wasn't the level for you. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the level I knew that me and that guy one of us will have to go. <laughs> so, but I went on to teach college, uh, taught college mathematics for about nine years. Loved it, loved it. But I had to pick, keep teaching or freedom. Freedom, yeah. So before, before we stop teaching, so on the on the college level, mm -hmm. are you worried that that case gonna pop up? Or well, you, it did pop up. It did pop up. You had to just answer to it. Yeah. Uh, it didn't pop up at the school officially okay. because they knew right, the, right. the person who hired me knew knew the situation okay in fact uh this individual's brother went through the same thing which i she told me later similar situation similar situation okay how it popped up i was seeing this young lady who um i don't know what happened out of spite hacked my email and sent an email to my entire contact list Really? Admitting to all of the charges. The person who hacked the email and sent it to all your contacts admitted to the charges? So they wrote an email as though I was doing writing the email. Oh, okay. And okay. said, I... Oh, you, that you... Oh, acting like you admitted Acting to like it. I admit to it, yeah. Okay, and that went to the contact that hired you? Sent it to the college. So that's how you had to address it? That's how I had to address un it. unravel it again yeah. and let them know that that wasn't you. Can, can she get charged for that? Probably, but I mean, you know, libel, slander, yeah. some, some simple. You know, if, if the the law don't get you, the universe will. Right. That's why you got the cow. Okay, so <clears throat> we we go through this stuff. Talk about because this is what I want people to hear. Mm -hmm. The shame, the embarrassment, the ego, the oh, pride. Man. I mean, how did you how did you come? Uh, how, let's go to the to the worst of the worst. You felt shame, embarrassed, and all that because of your status. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not true. You yep. may have been there, but what they're alleging isn't true. Yep. You're innocent, but the cloud of darkness is still over you. How are you feeling? There's some people right now, man, who got something over their head. Talk, talk to them real quick because you know how they feel. Yeah, yeah. How do, you, how do you feel and how do you come out of that? The lowest form of hopelessness is su that's when people commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The same reason people drop out. The same reason people drop out? Of yeah, it's connected. Suicide and, and school dropouts, the reasons are connected. Really? 
But suicide is the lowest level of hopelessness. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was getting to that point of hopelessness. Really? Yeah, man. It crushed your mind. Because here I am, you have it all, and the bottom falls out. Right. Or so we think. Or so we think. Right. Yeah. So we think. At the time, it feels like the worst thing in the world. Because you've never trained your mind that the only way to go is up. Right. So you literally still trying to spiral down to get out of it. Right. You think the only way out is down. Is down. Right. Right. But it's not. It's not. Yeah. So, again, I didn't want to leave the house. My best friend had to go shopping for me. Everybody who cared about me had to come see me because I wouldn't leave the house. How long did this last? That 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 not the doctor's that stage. Film, but that, that stage. Yeah. About six months. Six months. Okay. Six months. Good. Not a not a. Three-year depression. Not a three-year depression. What pivotal happens? Who brings you the secret, the documentary? How do you pop it in? Or was that was that the cherry on top, or were you, were you slowly? So ironically, out? one of my fraternity brothers um, had been talking to me about network marketing. Okay. And in college, I thought it was a scam. I thought they were going to jail. <laughs> I used to call them, always get I used to call them entrepreneur Negroes. <laughs> it was, bro, it was crazy. I was like, Anti. I was the person who you train people not not to be. <laughs> so he, he... Watch out for you. Watch out for me then. <laughs> right, exactly. That's why I know how to deal with it now, because nah, I was that dude. But um, he, he introduced me to network marketing, and within network marketing, for those who are serious, get highly engrossed and involved in personal growth and self-development. Got to. Got, Got to. to. Got to. Any, any form of entrepreneurship, if you want to make it to the top, you have got to personally grow and develop yourself. There's no way around it. Absolutely. So through network marketing, I learned about personal growth and self-development and that's when he told me about the secret, that movie. So, so, so I mean, you're at a low point in your life. Low, one nowhere to go. One nowhere to go. So what did he say? Hey man, just trust your boy. Watch this. Hey man, they're talking about, what, like, how does he promote it? Well, how, how do you get to <clears throat> press play? Because I want people to hear how something so small and, and the reason I'm being anal about this is because such a small thing, a small conversation, a small recommendation, a quote, a uh, 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 mentor in the secret. What made you say, I got to pop this thing in? And was it instant? Because I've been trying everything my way for 30 years and it never worked. I'm at the bottom. Why not? Like pink slips on the house. Right. Hiding the car at my friend's house so they don't repossess. I've been through all of that. When somebody say they got it bad, it's all perspective. It's all perspective. I was like, you know what? I have nothing else to lose. <laughs> Let me go on Let and pop, pop this in. thing in. <laughs> right. And it changed my entire mindset. That's crazy. Of what is possible. Yeah. And Doc, it's something so small but huge. Something so words, small. You, you, you could have said no. My Wi-Fi down, my streaming system ain't working. <laughs> I don't believe in those secrets. People come up with every reason not to succeed. Yep. And I want the people watching to understand, man, change and enhancements and abundance, it doesn't come in the form that you think. People exactly. don't just knock on the door and be like, exactly. hey, I got a million dollars. But it'll come in the form of a thought, a documentary, a recommendation. An idea, mm -hmm. an individual. An individual. So that was it, bro. Got to be open. That was it. And that sparked my interest to continually learn more because if you think about it like where we are a lot of people don't have this right the houses around you a lot of people will never live like that but seeing it means that it's possible that's right that's right that's right and that opened my eyes to look for a different result
Okay, so we watched The Secret. Do you, do you remember the first action step you did? Like, you know what? All right, I'm feeling better. Now let me do what? Let me go ahead. Was one of your, was one of your solutions to go ahead and just kind of profess to the world, like, look, here's what happened? Because these days, man, with social media, I ain't saying nothing wrong with it in this case, but was one of your things to go ahead, before y'all find out, let me tell you what happened? Or was it just like, you know what? Well, I was all over the news, so everybody already knew. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do that part. Yeah, I was okay. already news. So what's the step? But what happened for me was acknowledging where I was, acknowledging that everything that happened, whether you do it or not, is because of you. You are a magnet, literally. Ooh. You may not physically do it, but your thought process attracts the events that causes your life to spiral out of control. Now, I I wasn't doing things illegally. Right. But I was wild. Right. I was I was doing some stuff that I know my mom and daddy wouldn't have been proud of. Wouldn't have been proud of, yeah. I got you. So all of those little things, like if you know you shouldn't be doing something, it may not be illegal. But you just know against your better judgment, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing it, yeah. Yeah. So the universe has a way of of sending discipline to you. At the right time. And I tell people all the time, no matter how fast you think you are, you never outrun karma. Yeah, no, it's impossible. You ain't got that speed. Because it's, it's look, karma is also wherever you going. Exactly, <laughs> waiting on you. Look, you run as fast as you can, and right when you get there, karma's like you ran right to me. That's right. What's, What's up? up? What's up? So I got you. It was that realizing that I needed to to change my environment. I couldn't physically change it, but I could mentally change it. Got you. That's and then fine. it's only a matter of time as you consistently change your environment mentally, that your environment around you starts to change physically. Freeze, I know you're enjoying the webisode. We're gonna get right back to it. I gotta pay some bills. This segment has been sponsored by Monetize Your Message. Here's my belief. Why aren't you turning your trials and tribulations into celebrations? After 25 years of being on stages all over the world, I can show you how to formulate, market, and monetize your story and everything you've been through and help thousands of people. Do me a favor, go to howtomonetizeyourmessage.com because your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. Now enjoy the remainder of the episode. So you take that step, you start learning or thirsting for more knowledge. Give everybody some recommendations real quick. Books, uh, mindset, um, your top three. My top three mentors like Brian Bing, Uh like for real. A lot of y'all don't know, you're about to know now. Brian was my first mentor who I paid 2012 when you taught me about framework yep and speaking yeah that was my first year making six figures come on man I did not know that yeah actually I kind of knew that I forgot yeah 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 I I remember us working together I remember you um coming to the speaker course yeah and um us doing your frameworks yeah and then boom you in jail yeah yeah oh Justin oh Justin 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 when you coming to the show, man? Can we get Justin on the podcast? You know what I'm saying? He's too busy right now. Shout out to New AC. New ACEO. Oh, doing this thing, man. Y'all came over. I never forget, man. Yeah. I remember when you came to the door and I was like, Carlton. It was a, it was a, I'm sometimes even surprised by how people like yourself, I'm not surprised, I'm glad, still look for that next level. Yeah. And I was like, man, both of y'all are already sharp. Both of y'all are, hey, Brian, we want the frameworks, we want the coaching, yep. we want this and that, and I never forget helping write those frameworks. So mentorship. Mentorship is one. number one. I tell people that all the time. You got to find one. But this is the thing, though. Mentorship doesn't mean you have to physically be in the presence of this individual. 
this person has YouTube series, audio series, yeah. podcast yeah. now. Yeah. Jim Rohn mentored me. Jim Rohn. I ain't never met him. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you want access to the information. It right. doesn't have to be the individual. It's okay. the information. So mentorship. You know, the books, everybody will say, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Um, Laws of Success. I tell people, Think and Grow Rich is the cliff notes. Laws of Success is the, 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 the 13. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. The Laws of Success, not the 13 Laws of Power. The Laws of Success is what Napoleon Hill, where he extracted things. Extracted things right, from. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, Good stuff. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. That's a book? Yeah. Okay. Because most people, you talk to yourself and listen to yourself more than anybody. So you got to watch what so you say. So you got to watch what you say. Good. Definitely recommend that book. Okay, good. Because he goes through the different levels of self-speak. Like affirmation is level four or five. Out of? It's five. It's, it's five, five okay, levels. Okay, gotcha. Okay, affirmation. Affirmation is like four or five. Okay. So gotcha. different levels. Um, how, to win fl- how to win friends and influence Most people. people. Okay. Got to read that. And we can stop. And we can stop there because yeah. I mean we ain't getting you know unless y'all can give us an affiliate link. I mean I'm just joking. <laughs> y'all already got it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So let me ask you this: I want to have some fun. I want you to tell people thirty to forty year staple that your parents have. You remember that? That's amazing. Your mom and dad. I, I mean, it's just I think people need to hear more about relationships like that. Yep. I want to yep. talk a little bit about the martial arts <laughs> game. A lot of people don't know about that. I want I want to talk a little. I wish we could demonstrate it, but you know these this doc a little even a little old out here till I get yeah, it. Re- and we re- can't walk on water yet. <laughs> we can't walk on water yet, man. Let's talk about positive um, relationships. Yep. And I want to uh, finish with your course and why you slated it towards African Americans. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because there's a there's a niche there, and that's an important thing that we make sure we understand that we got people out here that can help fill those voids that we have. Mm-hmm. But man, your parents, man. Yep. Every time you talk about them, every, is it true? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for decades. So, bro, it's crazy. I'm 48. Okay. I can call my mom right now <laughs> and ask, will she fix dinner? And she will. Right. If I have to travel and I'm not Ubering and I ask my dad or somebody to, to take me to the airport, my mom will make sure I have breakfast before I go. Three, three square meals. Three squares. Uh, th- that's all you know. You know, that's how she expresses love. That and I not, gladly that no receive joke. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad boy in the kitchen, too, man. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, you grow around something like that. Now, me, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still asking people to send in recipes <laughs> that I can work on. But I'm getting better, man. But that is, the, that is so amazing, man. What, what have you seen, like, their relationship as you've seen it over the years? What, what have you seen that... You would adapt to yours, or, or, or fortitude. Or uh, it wasn't always how it is now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, my dad. My dad is my hero. Shout out to my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, always worked hard. He worked for this one company, and I'm, I'm not going to shout them out. Mm-hmm. He worked for this one company, and he can give you to the minute, <laughs> 42 years. <laughs> but um, what's crazy? He'll tell you he quit in his head every day. Really. Yeah. But he just stuck in because he had Yeah, he had mouths to feed. He, he realized that his responsibility to his family superseded his responsibility to himself. Gotcha. And wanting to do other things. So he, he stuck with it. So I learned about hard work. I learned about um, being able to stick to something mm-hmm. that you made a commitment to. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it's what? Well, uh, 
57 years. 57 years of marriage. It'll that, be 58 in May. That is cold, man. Mm-hmm. You do that. It, it just amazes me because you don't really hear about that anymore. And, and dynamics yeah. have changed. Especially with social media. Social you, media. What? I mean, what? What is it about? So, why is it? Social media is such a gift and a curse, right? I know we parent into each other's world, so we start comparing. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people comparison is the thief People of joy. joy. And, and, and we parent into other people's worlds and we're seeing their best life and we're comparing exactly. it to our, usually our exactly. worst moment because exactly. the reason we're looking into their world is because we're having a bad day so we're looking for inspiration and everybody else looks like they're doing so great all the time. Right. You know, what, what is it about social media that you think has changed the dynamic of relationships? Well, social media is the commercial of life. You think about soap operas, all these people watching soap operas because that's how they want their life and then the commercials inside of soap operas show the best. The best, yeah. That's what social media is. And it gives people a way to escape reality. But at the same time, man, when you get it too young, like these kids on Instagram and they followers and, or not even the kids on Instagram no more, um, TikTok or whatever, followers and likes and shares and views determine their self-worth. That's where it takes people like us to say, you know what? This is not real. This is real. Mm. Let me show you how to make the best of this. Got you. Your life doesn't have to be bad just because you don't have what other people have. Mm. You have to learn how to make the best of what you have. Just about. That was my next question. <laughs> that was my next question. So your life doesn't have to be bad just because you don't have what other people have. Right. You have to make the best of what you have. And I, and, I, and I want everybody, that's a good one. Gratitude, man. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you have to be grateful for whatever you have. Right. Because gratitude is the gateway to abundance. Yep. You can't Fine expect the universe to give you more and you're not even taking care of what you have. So your car may be down, leg may be broken, lights may be out. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee if you ever travel outside of the United States, your life is still 10, 20, 100 times better. better. Carlton, I just said that on episode four, man. That's how I know. I said it on episode four. Um, goal achieving over goal setting. People who don't understand gratitude usually haven't been abroad. Or out, let's just not even say abroad. Out of the country. Out of the country. To really understand, yeah. you got it going on over here. If you, you know, if, I mean, trust me. Bro, we have, a, we have a home in the Dominican Republic. And we live in the nicer in the nicer area. Mm-hmm. But to most people, the Dominican Republic is still a, and I, I don't like the term, a third world country. Yeah, right, right. There are parts where people literally live in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Mexico where people, 20, 30 people living in a house without a roof, without windows, mm. dirt roads, happy. Happy, yeah, yeah, because, the, yeah, their scope, of what it takes to be happy is not always the capitalistic or monetary perspective. Right. So yeah. we we wonder why people want to die literally to come to this country. Right. Right. We got it made. Yeah. But that's also made us weak. We're entitled. Yeah. We think we, we supposed to have. Get right. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, man. Speaking of family, your son had an incident in school. You being the doctor. What happened in school with the teacher, and how did you curve this before we go? So I'm highly active in my children's life, especially when it comes to education. Got to be. And they had an assignment 
and I understand curriculums and all of that thing, which I never agree with, but I understand it. They had an assignment where they were playing the role of different countries during the uh, the Belgium Accords, uh, Belgium Conference, whatever. Basically, when the Europeans had a oh, meeting had, had a convention. and said, you know what? These are the resources that we need. We don't have them. They have them over in Africa. Which countries do y'all want to take over so we can have those resources? That was the, that was the assignment. That was the assignment. How to colonize. How to colonize. <laughs> That's crazy. So I was like, Mm. Now, how did he bring it to you? Hey, Dad, was it was his, his innocence? Yeah, he was, he was, like, hey, Dad, you he know, got... he was excited. Hey, Dad, we got a project. <laughs> we we have to um, negotiate and get resources. I said, okay, that, that sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you negotiating about and where are the resources coming from? Well, we each have to pick a country in Europe and we have to pick a country in Africa that we want to colonize. He may not know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he don't know daddy. I was like, oh, okay. So I had to think a minute. <laughs> That's nuts. And you know, a lot of people don't know the P, the H and PhD sometimes stand for hood. Mm. So I was thinking, okay, this ain't, it ain't about to go down like this. This is bad, yeah. So instead of me blowing up, I asked my son, did he understand what colonization is? There you go. And he was like, no. I said, well, son, what it basically means is that if somebody has a resource that we don't have, we don't go over there and ask them for it. We go over there and take it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I didn't know that. I said, okay. Did your teacher explain what colonization was? He was mm-hmm. like, no. Okay. So I said, I- I'll tell you what. You do what you're supposed to do for now, and then I'll have a conversation with the teacher. Mm-hmm. So I'm hot, Brian. I'm, I mean, hot. Yeah. And we all know we're doing we hot. Yeah. We don't make the first move. Exactly. <laughs> so me knowing how my aggression can be, mm-hmm. personal growth and self-development. There you go. I right. call level-headed people in my circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, my frat brother who has a Ph.D. in social work. Uh, my sister who was a school principal. Mm. My mom and dad who always give me wise counsel. You know, a lot of people say your mom and dad are always going to give you stuff that's, that they want you to hear. My mom and dad? Exception. No, nah, my mom and dad tell you how it is. Mm. So I called them, asked them if I was overreacting. And everybody, that, oh, and another guy, a uh, very, very good friend of mine, actually helped me get my Ph.D. He has a Ph.D. as well. Mm. Call him as well. Mm. They all confirmed that I was not overreacting. But be strategic in my approach. To the teacher. To the teacher. We got to address it. Right. Because at first, I was just going to bust up in the school. (laughs) (laughs) My mom and dad was like, no, that ain't what you want to do. It can be hard on him later. Right. Okay. And my sister said that as well. She said, no, I know you want to do that, but that won't benefit him. Yeah. Is this CJ? CJ. Okay. Very intelligent. Oh, yeah. Super intelligent. Both of them. Yeah, absolutely. So what I did was... I thought about it overnight, and the next morning, I sent the teacher an email. Not to attack her, but to gain clarity. Mm-hmm. So I asked her if she would be so kind to explain what the project was and what was the transformation that she wanted from the students. And she did. She was innocent. Uh, she, she told me that she wanted them to understand what colonization was, 
how it worked and the negative effects that come or came from colonization. Mm. So I respected that. Mm. But I also presented her with a different perspective. And I equated it to me being from Jewish descent from the Holocaust, reenacting that Germans during that time. Mm. That's how it would feel. That's how it would feel. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people uh, who don't look like us, a lot of times can't relate. At all. Yeah, they, they don't know what they're told. They, exactly. They don't, they don't consider our feelings. They have mm-hmm. never felt the pressure of slavery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. colonization, mm-hmm. of supremacy, because they benefit from it. Whether they know it or not, yeah, they benefit from, they benefit from it. Yeah. So when I brought that to her, she said, you know what? I never thought about it like that. Hmm. Teachable moment to a teacher. Teachable moment to a teacher. And she said, going forward, I'll consider that perspective and I'll come up with other exercises to get the lesson across. But I did respect her, she said, and the next lesson, I'm going to teach them about the negative effects of colonization then, what it did to devastate that continent and what it's doing still to this day. So we got some mileage out of it. And she's cool, y'all good? Yeah, we good. can go to school. Yeah, and this was crazy, look. This is why I respect this teacher too. She asked me if I wanted her to give CJ an alternate assignment. Oh, nice, okay. And And how'd you get through it? I said, you know what? I don't want to ostracize him. Mm -hmm. So you can still give him the assignment and then I can discuss it with him at home. Yeah. So. A little asterisk by it. Yeah. Yeah. The next day I asked CJ, how did the assignment go? He said, you know what, dad? I didn't participate because after what you explained, I didn't feel right. So we got our first, we got our first boycott. No, yeah. so, so did you, is he going to get a zero? Oh, no, no, no. They love <laughs> CJ. CJ scores perfect on standardized tests. All right. So we ain't going to second grade. We ain't going through that pipeline. Oh, no, we ain't doing, this, that, we ain't anyway. doing that. No, no. way. So, man, speaking of CJ, real quick, I, I saw you show him some moves. Yeah. I saw you yeah. show. I saw. I saw you. I saw you show him how to throw somebody, how to do a wrist lock. A, a Kotagash. Kotagash. Yeah. You still study Shotokan? Yeah. Or, or I mean, I mean, like, give everybody because me being a Wing Chun guy, yep. I love all form of arts. Me too. Um, Shotokan. What's the basic principle? Is it legs? No, no. What, the, what's the What's the basis of it? The basis of Shotokan is one attack. One attack. Okay. So you wait for the opportune moment to put your entire being behind one technique. It ain't no block parties. No, it ain't, ain't no block ain't. parties. No. So that stuff you see on TV, that that's not right. And a lot of a lot of people say karate is not effective because they go to what we call Mick Dojos. Yeah. Where yeah. you got a seven-year-old with a third degree black with belt. Black, yeah, it's just commercial. That's not traditional martial arts. At all at all. It's, that's, that's commercial. Yeah, that's yeah. commercial. And I, and I hate when I see adults not teach kids, but mimic a kid throwing the grown man and the grown man go along with it and then Johnny get a trophy. Right. Because in the real world, yeah, a, a man gonna scoop his little butt up. Yeah, and pick him up, throw, throw him against the wall, yeah. knock him out. And I, I just don't like when commercial dojos have a kid thinking, if I do this, he gonna fly through the wall. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, and all these flips and yeah. and exotic weapons. Yeah, that you'll never pick up a comma in the street. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and most people, when the fight jump off, we are gonna really be about this close. We ain't got time for no jump back with flip. Kick, exactly. You know. So so show the kind. So all my energy <clears throat> at the right time, 
into this person. So it's a lights out kind of approach. It's one attack. It's one. <laughs> That's why if you watch traditional martial art training and yeah. karate, you'll see them practicing one technique. Yeah, over and over. One technique. Master that. Because it may only take that one technique. Right. I'm not going to be going back and forth. Right. I'm going to... I may have to block, I may have to parry, to get but I'm looking for it. that one opening. Right. And then I'm going to put my entire being into that one attack. And the best of those find that opening really quick. quick. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. What's the coldest thing you ever seen? You ever had to use it? No. Not yet, thank no, God. No, no. Um, coldest thing I ever think, I've ever seen? So I used to compete. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. I have trophies and stuff from back in the day. So okay. a lot of people think I'm, you know, not true to this. But, yeah. True. We can tell about most things you do, you go all the way. <laughs> I can just tell you that right now. You didn't stop with no uh, 12th grade. I've seen somebody try to be fancy, jump in the air for an attack, you know, like they do on TV. Right. And the dude caught him with a sidekick in the air. Ooh. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. <laughs> and we only went after yeah, that. It, it was nasty. It was over. Yeah. Because this person was trying to impress. Mm -hmm. The other person knew technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was waiting for that one opening. Dude jumped in the air, caught him. Boom. Perfect timing in the air. Match over. Get out of here. Bro. Yeah. Well, man, let me tell you, man. Well, a lot of people don't know this, man, depending on when this actually airs. But today is actually the day of my father's passing, man. Oh, wow. And, I, yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm celebrating it. I'm celebrating yeah, absolutely. it. absolutely. To have you here, man, with the relationship you got with your dad and your mom in 57 years. Shout out to Harold Bean, my father. Great, great, legendary guitar player. Today is the day of his, the anniversary of his death two years ago. And um, Rest in power. Yeah, rest in power, man. And to have you sitting here just talking about your father and relationship and stuff like that. It did some it did some good for me, man. I'm glad yeah. you came. I'm I'm blessed and fortunate to have both of my parents not only still alive, still together, and still serving the community. Yeah, man. Healthy. To this mm -hmm. day, my mom makes meals and packets and just goes out and randomly she don't take a camera crew with her. Yeah. yeah she just goes it. out under bridges, yeah. hands out care packages, foods, and come on home, go about her business. Come on home. Dr. Carlton Calhoun. What's the website, man? Where can they find you? What's the name of the project again? Membership Mastery Academy. I help established entrepreneurs amplify their impact and their income through profitable membership sites. And the at on Instagram would be? or YouTube? Dr. Carlton Calhoun. All right, you guys will see it, man. We'll also have a link under this video on YouTube. We have all the different things that you need to get in touch with Carlton. Remember, man, this episode was sponsored by Monetize Your Message. We believe that every tribulation should be turned into a celebration. Absolutely. And we show you the frameworks, formulas, and fundamentals in order to make that happen. This is Dr. Calhoun. I appreciate it, boy. Appreciate you, bro. You, always, always. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Bro, I love how you tell stories, man. I swear I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so deep with it, but you know how to keep it just enough to where we understand it, man. Appreciate you it, man. You're that balance, bro. Appreciate it. Watching you, bro. Hey, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. You have found that balance. I'm going to let you know when we're going to crank this bad boy out. Where your beavers at? Oh, they gone, bro. They gone, but you see the damage. Okay, let's did see. Did you get rid of them or did they leave? No, nah, no, nah, I, had, I, had I had to have a guy come get them, man. They was tearing down my whole trail.